0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Mind Body Musings podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Moon, and this is an exciting episode with Madeline Moon. Yes, just me. So, today I'm going to be talking about relationships before, during, and after recovery. This is a topic that I've actually been wanting to do for a while with a guest. Someone that's an expert on relationships before, during, and after recovery. I've been asked by a few listeners of the podcast to talk about this, and I just thought it would be a perfect topic for someone who coaches others through this. I have not yet found that person, so I decided to take this upon myself to just talk about my experience with relationships, you know, all across the spectrum of recovery from orthorexia. And you can apply this to your own life with whatever kind of disorder you could be going through right now, whether it's a food-related one, a body-related one, a substance abuse one, and just think about your own experiences and how relationships have kind of played out with a disorder. What are the challenges that you face with your disorder going out and trying to make relationships that are intimate or friendships? Um, either one, but think about the kind of relationships you want to have. So what I recommend for this podcast episode, either just take notes or listen to it on your car ride or while you're taking a walk. But afterwards, go back and journal about your experiences with relationships with a disorder. So before recovery, if you're still in it, just talk about what you're going through right now. Um, or you could write in the past if you're a little bit you know, beyond that point. Just journal. Write kind of a letter, maybe. Say, you know, dear relationships. I'm sorry that I didn't treat you the way I wanted. I remember how it felt like this. What happened at this time? Write it in past tense whether or not you are past the point. Write it in past tense. Write it like it's behind you. And then write about after your eating disorder. So after you've, you know, gone through your first period of recovery, or you're in recovery, wherever you are doesn't really matter, but write about your dream relationship. Write about where you want to be, but write it as if you have it. So say, I am so excited about this relationship that just started because it's delicious, and it's so incredible to wake up every morning knowing that I have this relationship, and you can even give it a name with uh, Jared, or with Michael, or whatever you want to say, but give this relationship A extremely real feeling and write about how you have it right now. And it's so fulfilling and it's so beautiful and it's everything you want. So I think that's a really cool exercise just to give yourself that feeling of being there and what it's like to be there and that vision. And I know I've done this a few times, not so much in relationships, but I've done it in regards to my relationship with my body, you know, not with another person, but with just my body in general um and that was super helpful so whether you're a guy or a girl I do recommend trying this exercise and if you want leave a comment on the podcast show notes about doing this and what it brought you and how how you went about it if it brought any insight at all But before we jump into my own experiences with relationships before, during, and after recovery, I have the review of the week. And this one is five stars from Annie for Life. She says, Valuable info with three exclamation points. I've been following this lady for a few years now, and she's been such an inspiration. I fell off the fitness and healthy living wagon last year, but I'm back on now, and her emails and podcasts have seriously helped motivate me. Thank you so much, Annie. Um, I'm glad that I am the person that you're following for fitness and healthy living advice because so much advice out there about what it means to be fit is wrong. It's all about the external appearance. So I hope that I can provide some insight in regards to fitness that comes from the inside and how it reflects on the outside in whatever way, shape, or form that it chooses to reflect us. All of them are beautiful. There's not one that needs to be the one you chase after. Um, so this episode of the podcast, episode sixty-four, is brought to you by Body Freedom, the program for ending any diet and exercise obsession. So you can finally experience life without rules, restrictions, and limits. And you can check out Body Freedom on my website, MaddieMoon.com slash BF, BF for Body Freedom. And I've had over a hundred people join this program and have great great insights, results, and a community is now being built around this um, this program, which is the best part for me, is to watch this community grow, see the women getting their periods back, going out on dates again, eating food that they feared for so long, and just bouncing ideas off each other for challenges, which I think is one of the coolest parts about this whole program. Um, so check that out, and let's go ahead and dive into the show for today relationships oh my goodness so before i even decided to set out for any kind of discovery for myself any kind of healing the time that i thought i was still in the right fitness arena for me which was dieting and obsessing over exercising having this addiction that i needed to feed day in day out led me to a terrible relationship with my body as we all know but also with people especially romantically, especially, even when you would see photos of me super lean and quote um, disciplined or very fit and healthy, those were when I was the least confidence in the least confident in relationships. I did not want to go out in relationships. I did not feel sexy, I did not feel luscious and beautiful. I felt like none of those things. I felt like a walking uh, wannabe magazine cover and that was my only purpose. So let's talk about um, the feeling of relationships during recovery. I mean, during a, an eating disorder. They feel, for me, this is really all in you know my own perspective, but relationships felt very much out of reach. Even relationships with my mom and my dad. I felt like my mother and me no longer had much in common because I couldn't stop talking about dieting. And while she found it interesting and she wanted to listen along and hear about my progress, I don't think it was easy for either one of us to find that um, mutual interest because, you know, she's into fashion, she's into food, she's into fun, and she's into uh, antique shopping and reading books. And all I cared about was my body. So it was really hard to find that meeting point where she could talk about something that I was interested in and I could talk about something that she was also interested in. So whether I was talking or she was talking, I felt like our eyes were always glazing over. I lacked that compassion for her interest. I lacked that desire to get to know my own mother more because I was so into my own head. And same with my father. I felt like everything that I was doing in regards to my body was kind of off limits to talk about with my dad because it's kind of awkward. You know, dad, I'm posing in a sports bra and spandex shorts For this uh, photo shoot that I'm going to be doing that no one else is going to see the pictures for because I was too embarrassed to put them up anyways. But oh, well, I didn't want to really talk about that kind of stuff with my dad because I don't think he really wanted to hear about it because that's kind of strange, I guess, for my dad to picture me uh, wearing very few pieces of clothing and posing for my body. You know, he wanted to be proud of me and he was so proud of me for all that I did but it was just that awkward elephant in the room. How much do you promote something like that? How much do you promote something that you have a suspicion is unhealthy? That was the question that I could, I could just feel that my parents were wondering and they did the best they could supporting me without pushing me to keep doing it. You know, it was still like, good job. Are you happy? Yes. Okay. Then good job. But it looked like fitness to them. So I felt like I was trapped inside of this bubble where I had just hap- happened to, I kept having to pretend and defend my beliefs that I was so shaky about. I wasn't sure if they were healthy for me or if they were good for me, but I was always in defense mode, which is why another reason why my relationships were struggling is because I was so quick to lash out. I would get so angry because I was always... Ready to defend. I was always ready to defend my safe little belief that f- this food is good, this food is bad, this g- body is good, this body is bad. If anyone tried to say anything different, I would be on defense mode and I would go out there and I would tell them how it is for me. <laughs> so living in defense mechanism, living in that state of always feeling like you have to be defensive, creates so much anxiety. I felt Like I was just always waiting and waiting and waiting and never truly in the moment, never embracing the moment, relaxing, just letting life come to me and pass through me because I felt like I had to be on edge waiting. That was the most difficult part about my mindset with relationships. But when it came to relationships with a man, that was almost non-existent and it felt extremely impossible because how in the world can you go on dates when you're controlling every single bite of food that goes in your mouth? The fear of having to be defensive on a date is even more scary because what if he says something about food? What if he asks you if you like tacos or falafels or pizza or something not on your meal plan how do you respond to that so you constantly you're thinking in your mind how am i going to respond to that how am i going to respond to that what is he going to like to eat is he going to be a health junkie like me is he going to be orthorexic like me Are we be able to eat our safe foods in our safe little home in the safe little corner or is he going to want to go out for beer because this is like colorado and people want to go to breweries or say when I was in Austin, is he going to want out to go to 6th Street and have a few drinks at the bar? Like, how am I going to handle this situation? Is he going to go out without me because I obviously can't go? What is he going to think about me? Is he going to think I'm a hermit? Not cool, like a granny? I don't know. And all those thoughts just start building up and building up and building up. And then what did I do? What are you maybe doing? Saying, never mind, I'm just not going to date. I'm not going to put myself out there. And then sticking with your safe foods and feeling relief. just calm, feeling comforting, knowing that you don't have to go out and get a drink or you don't have to go get tapas. You don't have to get to know someone else. (sighs) That feels so safe. But then as time goes on and you keep realizing that you're saying no to date after date after date, something else starts to happen. You start to feel Like your barriers want to come down. You want to stop being so defensive. You want a reason to say, hey, I'm going to eat the food. I'm going to go out and have fun. But the fear of what happens when I do say yes to that date? What happens when I do say, okay, I'll go on the date. We'll go get sushi. What happens when the restaurant doesn't have a nutritional guide? How do you handle that? How do you say it's okay and go on the date anyways? This, my friends, is the transition into the during recovery when you finally say yes, whether or not it feels like it, if you still have the anxiety building up when you go on the date, when you step out of your house and you get into their car and you head on over and you have to make, you know, I don't know, small talk about what you're interested in, the weather, what it's like, but your mind is really focusing on the food. Whether or not you're still having these anxious thoughts, you're in the during process because you're making the effort. You're you're open. You're being vulnerable. All of those things are keys to recovery. They're very important to the recovery process. Whether or not you really feel like it, don't worry about that. Don't worry about putting yourself into nice and neat, orderly um, boxes so okay now I'm in the recovery so step two recovery okay that has this bullet point no it's not like that you have to feel it out there is no list there is no definition but I want you to know being open and being vulnerable are huge steps to the during process so what I want to say about during uh the self-discovery slash healing part of your journey is that dating is a great time to just be open to exploring new foods. It's almost like like coaching in a way. So a coach could oftentimes give you challenges like go out to eat, go try this food, or uh, don't check the nutritional... Um, information on the website before or journal after you eat your food how you feel well dating is a great time to explore new foods and eat foods intuitively and mindfully if you've read those two books you know that I recommend them very often on this podcast but you now all of a sudden have a free excuse slash validation to go out and try a new meal, which is something that so many people need. They just need permission. They need permission to do it. I'm giving you permission right now to go out on that date that you've been putting off or go out to eat with your mother or your father or your friends or get drinks or tapas or snacks, froyo, ice cream, whatever it is, whatever food that you've been pushing off and pushing off and pushing off. Now is the time to use a date as a reason to do two things be in the moment embrace the moment explore a relationship and also to be in the moment and explore the relationship with food and that even goes hand in hand with your body so you see how your body becomes one of the last things you think about when you're actually in the moment with someone you're out with so if you're going on a date or you're going out with your friend and family and you're engaged in the conversation and you're using all of your senses All of your senses, your heart too, to enjoy the food. Your mind, you know, smell, touch. You can really start focusing on the food, but also on the person you're with, and then your your body becomes something way in the back of your mind that you're not even thinking about. Maybe when you get home, you might have some concerns, but that is the next part. That is when, whenever you get there, don't even think about that during the date. If it just happens that when you get home and you're alone and you're not no longer in an intimate moment, go search for something else to, to create intimacy with. You just realize that you had a great time being intimate with someone, focusing on them, focusing on the food. You were intimate with the food. When you go home, be intimate with something else. Instead of being, uh, lashing out on your body for not being enough, for not looking enough, or for not having willpower, for eating the food, which you totally rocked it out for eating that food help the digestive process to continue by doing something self-loving. So taking a nice warm bath, reading a delicious book, watching some delicious YouTube videos, and I don't just mean food, I just mean spirituality or emotional or insightful or TED Talks or just something to feed your soul. And if that doesn't do it, then try something else that really does make you feel relaxed, like even watching television or a movie or just a show, something frivolous, something that you would normally be uh, feel guilty for, like watching Jersey Shore or whatever it is that really helps you to wind down. Just go and do it, but keep loving on yourself. Keep creating that intimacy with the night, with the moment. So you don't just want the intimacy to end at the date you want to keep extending it. So this is why I said it's kind of like coaching. You're having the initial date be a great coaching experience to try something new, try, talking with someone, enjoying the moment, but also try new foods. But then you extend that later throughout the night. And that is a key part, seeing how you can, you enjoyed that feeling. You enjoyed that feeling of freedom. So why not continue the freedom? Why thrust yourself back into restriction when you know that freedom feels so much better? And another thing that I really want to point out is that fear of what is this food gonna do to my body after I eat it? The more you explore and the more you go out, the more you have fun, the more I promise, the more you realize food will not change your body a lot. It will not do drastic changes to your body. There's always this fear that all of a sudden when you have when you go out weekly or even you eat you eat at restaurants nightly or whatever it may be, food doesn't just all of a sudden make you pack on pounds because you're not eating at home. You can still get good nourishing choices at restaurants. There's all this fear about going out to eat every day or going out to eat every other day. You can only go out to eat once a week. And so you might start putting restrictions on dating. Okay, I can only go on a date once a week. Before you get to that point, allow yourself to have total, utter freedom. If you are not, ha- if you don't have a period, that could be the answer to getting your period back. I know it was for me, for a lot of my clients, actually, that has been an answer, just going back, having a good time, relaxing. Voila, you get your period back. Your hormones are back on track. It's a simple thing like that. So don't start restricting or putting your dates into boxes. I can only do it at this time, at this day, because at the next day I know is a leg day or whatever. Um, cutting those kind of thoughts out is crucial. It's so, so, so important. And just to explore and to relax with who you're with. I know with my personality of having this OCD, everything's gotta be under my control and in boundaries. That made even dating really hard. Forget the food. Just with dating, I wanted everything to be in a... Um, a very predictable format. I want it to be organized. So by date three, we know if we're boyfriend and girlfriend or by day four, we know we have a certain kind of label as we're we're blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to have these boundaries that I could control. I knew where we were because it made me feel good. But dating really helped me to forget the boundaries because I started to realize that I would rather have an hour of pure enjoyment getting to know another person than not do anything at all because that was kind of the option. It was either know that I'm serious with this person or don't go out at all. What about just having a fun time or going into a date thinking of it as a exploration hour? You know, exploring the food, exploring the person, exploring activities, whether you go rock climbing, hiking, biking, uh, whatever it could be. That is just a time to have fun. What else are you going to do in that hour? Might as well to go have fun and forget the boundaries, forget the structure. And this is, as I said, the during process of uh, self-discovery. This is when healing really takes place. You don't have to put it into any kind of boundaries. It just happens. You don't have to think your way through it because that's actually the last way that you will get anything done. Your brain is like the one thing that cannot get things done. So why do we try to overthink everything and try to think our way through it? It's human nature. But learning to release the grasp you have in your mind over control, forget control, then you're really going to start enjoying and embracing the moment. And then as you continue to do this with time, you will glide into the after portion where self-discovery turns into a day-to-day thing. And it's not like the after period, dating someone or being in a relationship, your relationship with your parents, when you are after, quote, after recovery or um, in the smooth time of day-to-day self-exploration. That's what I would consider the after. So I'm not saying that everything is smooth and you'll never have another body image concern or never food concern ever again. No, because I still do. And I'm not going to lie about that. I totally do. Sometimes I think to myself like, oh, I'd rather um, not go out because I've gone out so much, blah, blah, blah. But then I just have to say, you know what? I want to use this as an opportunity cost. My body... Um, My mind, my spirit, my soul, they would all rather have a good time tonight than have any kind of restriction thoughts, stay inside, blah, blah, blah. And then just like that, because I remember how it feels to go out and have fun, just like that, it's easier to snap out of it, to go do it, and then I quickly realized as I'm out there having fun, oh my gosh, of course this is a better option than just staying in and doing nothing. It's So much fun, and voila. So I'm not going to say that it's smooth sailing, but it is easier, and it is so so rewarding to be able to, once you find someone that you're really starting to bond with in a new way or people, you know, a group of people or your mother, um, those relationships strengthen and as they strengthen and as you become more vulnerable with each other and you talk more and you get to know each other more and you become genuinely interested in what the other person is into or doing, you start to have a completely different mindset towards your own interests in your own body the shame starts to diminish get quieter the guilt starts to diminish and get quieter because why because you're starting to create intimacy on a day-to-day basis i believe that one of the biggest reasons why we turn to food is because of you know feeling wanting to feel like we have more control over our lives But we don't have control because we're missing this huge component of life and that is intimacy. If you can start to figure out how you can create more intimacy with all of the meals you eat, with all of the people you spend time with, with all of the things that you want to do in your day-to-day life, whether it's work or it's just walking outside or it's the time you spend with your dog. That's why I think pets are so helpful for recovery because you create intimacy with them. It's just inevitable. You can't not. And that transfers over to other areas of life so after after um after recovery the initial point of recovery things get easier they are not absolutely smooth sailing all the time But things definitely do get easier because it's momentum that's been building. It's like a snowball. Once you start just making, once you've made that first decision to just get out there and have fun, give yourself time to have fun, then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger because you become addicted to that high. You start to finally find a new high that's so much more rewarding than your old high, which was control over food. So I hope this episode was insightful and a little bit helpful for anyone that is struggling with orthorexia, anorexia, bulimia, or EDnos of any type or anything else. Maybe you have a daughter that's suffering through this and you want her to feel free to get back out there um, or just explore and have fun. This could be an episode to share with her. And I just want you guys to know that I appreciate every single birthday wish that you sent my way last week. It was so sweet. I got emails and I got all these Instagram comments and tweets and you guys just rocked. That was, that was really cool. And that, that really warmed my heart and just know that I read every single one of your happy birthday wishes and smiled at every single one of them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, So remember that this podcast is brought to you by Body Freedom. And if you want to check that out, head on over uh, to the show notes for this and you'll see a link for it. The show notes for this episode, it will be madimoon.com slash mbm64. Already at episode 64. That's so cool. Okay, head on over there. Check it out. Also get your free book, 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession. You can download that instantly online. And I'll see you guys next week. We have a really awesome interview coming up with um, Megan Roosevelt. So if you want to go ahead and check her out, then you can see her stuff at healthygrocerygirl.com, which I'm recommending this now because you're going to want to get to know her more because she is a really rad awesome chick. So I'll see you next week.